Welcome to Modern Aikido's podcast. My sincere thanks to listeners and those who have liked, subscribed, and commented. Your interest is noticed and deeply appreciated. Today's podcast is an exploration of the statement often made by instructors and practitioners, Masakatsu Agatsu, which is, true victory is victory over oneself. There is a great deal of truth to this phrase, but I think it can bring some poor habits with it too. Let's look more deeply into this saying. We live in an age of bumper sticker philosophy and complex issues broken down into sound bites. The result is people are lured into making strict judgments about whether something is good or bad. These judgments are often made without having a full understanding of the meaning or implications of what the thing is. We often take what our instructors tell us as gospel truth and accept them without fully comprehending their meaning. A bad instructor will purposefully be obtuse with communicating to students and keep them somewhat confused on purpose. This makes the instructor look like the all-knowing guru, having students jumping through hoops to find the ever-elusive understanding they are hoping to get from the instructor. Let's cut through all that and get to some things to think about when it comes to Masakatsu Agatsu. To start out with, focusing on yourself and your skills with your training is a given. You are the subject of your training. It is your skills and abilities that you train to improve. Therefore, you must be attentive to where you are with them. What are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? You need to understand yourself and be completely honest with yourself about what those things are. Beginning students are not experienced enough to understand this process, and they usually start learning it as intermediate students. By the time they are advanced students, I find usually around brown belt level, they should start getting comfortable with keeping track of their own performance with a careful eye on what they need to work on next. They need to build the habits of spotting issues with their techniques and training and take responsibility for addressing them. I think Sun Tzu's statement, if you know yourself and you know your enemy, in a hundred battles you will never be in peril, applies to this process. The self-analysis is the first half of this statement, knowing yourself. Your training is about knowing yourself extremely well, then pushing past your limitations and growing. That is where Masakatsu Agatsu really applies well. Victory over yourself, I think, consists of two aspects. The first is the personal growth from going past your own limitations, whatever those may be for you at the current time. Those limitations are different for each of us, which is what makes self-analysis unique for each person. We are also complex and intricate beings. With so many aspects to us, it's not an easy task fully understanding ourselves. Our martial art is affected by our personality, our way of thinking, and our goals. All of these can be improved and should be things we examine in our self-analysis. They also shift and change over time, so they need to be reviewed on a regular basis. The concept of Masakatsu Agatsu serves as a good reminder to stay vigilant on examining yourself for improvement. Distractions can hinder your growth, so the reminder is a good one. So where might embracing Masakatsu Agatsu not apply as well? The short answer is in the second half of Sun Tzu's statement. Know yourself and know your enemy. The thing is, you need to study your enemy, or opponent, or attacker, or even just other people as well. If you get too caught up in the Masakatsu Agatsu, you may be tempted to completely disregard what others are doing as you stay hyper-focused on yourself. This is a bad thing too, for many reasons. For one thing, you might be missing some excellent inspirations from studying what others are doing. I'm not talking about the way they do a technique, although that is definitely valid. When you study others, you will see things they do which work well. 
If you are so focused merely on yourself, there's a good chance you will overlook some good opportunities to see things you find valuable. It's often said that students don't learn, they steal technique. If your focus is too internal, it's easy to miss the subtle nuances that are all around you. So don't stay so internally focused that you miss these things. Going a little deeper than merely movements or technique, there's a great deal to learn from people about what they are going through that will just not be visible until you put yourself aside and watch them closely. If anything, we are living in a world where people are detaching from those around them and engrossing themselves in their own little world. Family, friends, and neighbors might be physically close, but there is little or no tangible connection to them. People can be left feeling lonely while being in a crowded room. I think this is the social expression of Sun Tzu's statement. We might alter his statement to be less applicable to war and more applicable to society by saying, know yourself and know the other person, and in 100 relationships you will not experience distress. Your mind should be able to focus undistracted on others. You cannot really understand what you are seeing in other people until you can do this. Focusing on yourself will make this difficult or impossible. Bringing it back to martial arts, you need to be able to read others. Whether it's reading the approach of someone you don't know, you must be able to spot a potential threat so you can take any necessary measures to avoid them or protect yourself. In a fight, you must be able to read body position, movements, and intent to accurately judge the proper response. Sure, you need to understand your strengths, limitations, and what you are capable of, but in that moment, those should be so deeply ingrained that you don't have to think about them. You are studying your opponent so you can understand him well enough to choose your actions wisely. If you spend all your training time being focused on the self, how can you expect to suddenly switch your mindset to being focused on someone else? The answer is, it will be very difficult. The biggest tangible problem I can see with too much application of the concept of Masakatsu Agatsu is that it can separate you from the idea that you need to prevail. It can urge you not to worry about whether you succeed or not, just that you should be constantly trying to do better. This mindset works in training over the long term, but when seconds count in a real violent situation, your mindset must shift to a whole different mode. You must be focused on your survival with no room for mistakes. You are not in learning mode where a mistake means you have to work it out later. A mistake means you might get injured or die. All too often it is easy to get lost in the minutiae of footwork, technique, and movement and not spend any effort on having the mindset of a warrior. That being, failure is not an option. There's a phrase I have on the wall of my dojo that all students see every practice, and that is, practice makes permanent. How you practice is how you perform. Any pattern or habit you develop in your practice will come out in how you perform. This includes mindset and will. If you're never worried about doing a particular technique right, with only being focused on making your techniques consistently successful sometime later, then that's the mindset you will probably have when you need to perform. You may very well be disappointed with the results. Training includes a time to study and be focused on technical aspects of movement and technique, but it must also include time which includes the mindset aspect. I believe Masakatsu Agatsu can include this, but only when you realize your will and determination need to be honed and sharp every bit as much as your footwork and your movement. The last thing that I've noticed about what happens when practitioners take Masakatsu Agatsu too far is a symptom of being too self-absorbed. That is, there is a lack of connection between them. 
A student is so focused on himself and disregards others that he is neglectful of his responsibilities as a student. Students should help and be supportive of one another, not oblivious to the problems fellow students may be facing. A strong group is built when everyone is aware of what the others are doing. Human beings are social animals. We are not built to be lone wolves. Yet I've seen this in many dojos and practice groups. Students walk in silently. They stand in a crowded changing room and get their uniforms on without saying a word. They go out to the floor and stretch and warm up, never saying a word or engaging with people that they see every week for years. When the class is over, they silently go change and leave immediately. They are there to do one thing and one thing only, improve their own skills and then leave. I believe this mindset is missing a great deal, and it actually impedes progress of the very skills that they want to build. People who do this may believe that they are adhering to the principle of Masakatsu Agatsu, but I think they are not appreciating how much more complex the concept is. What do you think? Please share your ideas in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube, or go to the Facebook group Aikido the Marshall Side and post a comment. The Spirit Aikido Online program is now live. Subscribers get access to video training and mentoring to techniques and training methods that I've adopted from other martial arts to make my Aikido more practical. There's a link in the description section. I invite you to check it out. I always enjoy hearing from listeners of the show, whether through comments or questions. Thank you all for sharing your interest. Enjoy your training.